Hello and welcome to Spoiler Cast Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Wait, which one? The Last Jedi. Phantom Menace. Episode Eight. <laughs> There's like 50 different things there. But I'll be hosting this special episode. And I'm your host, Chris Nicolay. And on the line with me, of course, is our podcast expert, Deanna. What? Oh, for this one. <laughs> Confusion I guess I should say Star Wars expert, Deanna. I was like, who's... I was like, what? Me? No. <laughs> sure. Star Wars expert. Sure. I'll take that. Okay. Why not? Why not? Star, Wars. Star Wars expert. Star Wars expert. Now that we know what you're known for. Um... <laughs> She's known for two and things, also, Hufflepuff and Star Wars. Well, and Disney, but Star Wars is under the Disney umbrella now. So, <laughs> And of course, you also hear Cameron Franklin. Why, hello there. <laughs> hello there. How are you doing? So we'd like to thank you guys for joining us for this awesome in-depth review of Star Wars. Review and discussion. <laughs> Review, and discuss, complain, as rejoice. we bring up with all of all our spoiler casts, we are talking about spoilers here. So if this ended up in your podcast feed and you have not actually seen Star Wars The Last Jedi and you would like it to not be spoiled for you, you should stop listening right now. Yes. And then listen afterwards. And then go, go see, see the, the movie, movie and then come back. Come back and listen. In fact... Yes. We're going to talk about spoilers, such as, stop listening. Such as that 22-minute <laughs> Olaf short at the beginning. <laughs> and then Olaf kills Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yes. And all the porgs. Well, and and why porgs. was Kylo singing during that that 10-minute song at mid-middle of the movie? <laughs> so much porg death was seen that day. <laughs> <laughs> If you continue to listen to this without wanting spoilers, you should know that we are screwing with you. <laughs> but you should hit stop now. Yep. This is your last and final warning. Sure. Yeah, because the real spoilers will be starting right now. And with that, <laughs> let's get in with the initial thoughts. Deanna, what did you think? I enjoyed it. It's not perfect. <laughs> Overall, I liked it. Um, but there are a handful of nitpicky things. Yeah, uh, but the overall theme and feel of the movie I liked. Um, yeah, and I want a porg. <laughs> I don't know why they're cute. That's like one of my gripes is that like those I felt like they were just jammed down my throat. I mean they were, but I was okay with it because they're cute. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're cute. What about you, Cameron? Initial thoughts? Um, I liked it overall. Um, I think it was a good movie. Um. I liked that it was different yes, than very different. what we expected. Um, and we'll talk I'm, I'm more about that as we go through. But in general, I like that we had a lot of questions going into this movie and that none of them were answered and we got more questions. And so in <laughs> yes. general, I like that in a movie when like none of the fan theories were addressed. Well, they keep getting, so, keep especially guessing. when there's like a whole third movie that we're waiting yeah. for. And mm-hmm. so... Um, I like it when that happens. And so, um, and Chris, what was your, what's your overall impression? You know, all in all, I enjoyed it. Um, 
obvious things that were like a little hokey to me, especially I picked up on the second time through. Mm -hmm. I feel like because of its length and certain elements, like I I feel like the rewatchability of this one is a little diminished Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. based on my second watch through. But all in all, worth seeing at least especially if you like star wars or maybe not based on some of the things we've read online but yeah um, um i think some people are just being way too yeah. luke crazy on i feel this like this movie. was the yeah. most divisive movie like i mean granted we were young but like i don't even re- i don't necessarily remember people being this outright divisive about phantom menace right away yeah but social media um, also wasn't around for us is, to know yeah. about these things happening. This is true. You are not wrong. So, like, I feel like there's definitely a certain culture, like, within certain fandoms where, like, when they do something new, like, if you're not outraged, like, as, as soon as one person's outraged, so more people are just because they feel like they have to be because mm-hmm. to be considered a fan. And I think that's yeah. really messed up about certain fandoms. Yeah people can't go a little overboard um i did take a poll um and i posted it on one of my fan pages star wars fan pages or it's not mine but i'm a part of it and um we ended up with 62 responses of liked or disliked um and we got i think it was 89 percent liked it and 11 percent did not like it so overall most people are accepting mm-hmm. it but there's a handful of people that are not happy <laughs> Which, yeah, and yeah, they're like such an extreme. Like, I understand like being like, okay, it was meh. Like, I understand like mm-hmm. people who get pulled to the middle, like saying, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was kind of meh all in all in terms of the rest of the Star Wars series. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But people who like just go straight for, oh my gosh, this is terrible. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to Star Wars. I'm like, mm-hmm. really? Is it? I'm like, I know, sure I think about Diana, that? you shared it. Um, there were people that were calling for this movie to be removed from the canon. <laughs> Like there's like somebody like started a petition to get it removed. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, going into this new generation of movies, I have a certain level of expectation. Like the originals are like they're the best because they were the first movies that came out, and this was our introduction to the fandom, and they're the standard by which we judge all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um. The prequels, while have many flaws, I have, like, I still enjoy those to a certain extent because of the nostalgia attached to them, because I was only nine when the first one came out, and I went through junior high and beginning Mm -hmm. of high school when the other ones came out, so I hadn't developed a lot of the things that I now critique in movies, like, I don't (laughs) see, like, oh, that's a terrible thing to do in a film, like, I didn't have those kind of critical critical thinking for movies how yet. How awful pod, wa- pod racing was? I like pod racing. <laughs> it was my favorite we got, thing we got and a I little watched bit of pod, it when I was We nine. got like <laughs> something similar to pod racing here <laughs> True. in this one. Um, but like it was those, not like 25 minutes. Yeah. That's true. It was this minor <laughs> for, part of it but he's like, um, what are these things? Yeah, but anyway, so in these new ones um, like I'm kind of judging them as their own chunk of movies like it's within the same universe and but they're like sep there's part of it but also separate so I try not to judge them too harshly against the originals but I'll judge them against each other as far as <laughs> you know cuz they each generation is very different in how they're being made and being approached um but Initially, I enjoyed this one more than Force Awakens. 
But Rogue One, I think I'd put above this one still. Rogue One was definitely like my, in terms of modern, is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, what's one of your like nitpicky things that? Yep. Oh, real quick, kind of irritated you on that on that what you were just saying before we get into that. Yeah. Um, I I would say I liked A New Hope more than Rogue One, but I think a part of that was because of the wonder of coming back into Star Wars and it being a good movie. Like. Mm-hmm. Like even though like Force Awakens was good, I think, and I it was I mean it was a good movie, but since it wasn't prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. it felt like coming in like it just had to get me excited about Star Wars, right? Um, and I think that that's what J.J. Abrams did really well with it. Um, it got a lot of criticism for being samey, but it was very comfortable um, as far yeah. as like Star Wars movies goes. Like okay. It's samey, but it's comfortable for a Star Wars yeah, fan because it's the same. Yeah, and I think Rogue One was probably a better movie. I enjoy. I think I enjoyed Force Awakens more just because it was that that first new era of Star Wars movies. Yeah, I, I had that but, same thought, but um, yeah, Rogue One is yeah, like in Rogue One and probably like the Han Solo movies and stuff are gonna be their own thing too because they're all leading up to the originals without it being mm-hmm. about um anakin <laughs> yeah but anyway so to chris's question about something that was nitpicky about uh, last jedi yes uh where should i start <laughs> just pick one for now we'll, we'll get um, through them eventually like um I'll like, go. I don't, I don't yeah, know if this you, you is go first. nitpicky because this is doesn't even have to be nitpicky. Like a just major one thing that... scene, but I don't know what Finn and Rose are doing. Yeah, that's like, I'm all, like yeah. and by that I mean like I get what their mission is, but I don't get why we needed to do that. Right, and I felt like there was no real payoff for it on their side of things. Yeah, um, I feel like their relationship so it, could have been I, I developed think, without having to go to another planet and do something. They could right. have had something I don't happen think the point, where they were. Yeah, I think they probably drug that out a little too long, especially for the length of the movie. But I think that overall, based on, like, I think the point of them is to point out post flaws more than anything. Mm. To point out okay. po- post what? Post flaws. Pose. Okay. Um, I will also say that as much as I didn't like that scene, I think that that might be one of the most significant scenes in the movie for the next movie. Like, because of how, how it sets up the very end of The Last yeah, Jedi. Yeah, that's like the only thing um, I can think of it being useful. But other than that, I'm really confused to basically that whole scene. Yeah, it was a very long setup for a, like, what I think I think I told you this and we were just talking about the movie after I saw it was I think the whole point of Rose and Finn's adventure thing was a theming device and their relationship was more about theme than it was really about plot yeah so but it was overdone like they could have pared it down some um, Mm -hmm. and somehow and still gotten the theme from their relationship um Let's so. let's pause on that for a second. Like, what what to each of you? What do you think the major theme was of of the Last Jedi? That um, major theme, I believe, is like failure or things not turning out the way you think. Um, 
can be like the beginning of something or the like as Yoda says, the best teacher. And not necessarily like we win, the good guys win always. It's like, well, the good guys fail sometimes and we have to rebuild. Okay. I think probably, I'd probably say like Kylo kind of sets it up, but like, like starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? I mean, Kylo says just burn it all down so we can start over. Whereas like, I think Luke setting it up a little differently for is like, like this is it. Like mm-hmm. this, these are the texts, and I mean even Yoda pushes toward it. It's like it'll continue regardless. Like, yeah. like they don't the need us real really. Thing yeah. In this, right? They mm-hmm. don't need these things that are essentially limiting the advancement of of the order. I guess mm-hmm. in a sense, like, like I think t- they have realized that the religious religiousosity of those texts had actually inhibited and probably led to a lot of things that happened mm-hmm. because yeah. the Sith essentially broke off pursuing their a- ambitions, you know, decrying like the, what the texts were teaching and how to approach the use of the force. Yeah. What you're saying, Chris kind of reminds me of like um, the, um, in the Bible, how it talks about how, um, we're we're sinners, so we're under the law, and our sin gives the law power. Like that same kind of thing of like if you like like the Jedi Code, they're making this law, and then you get Sith because people are breaking away from that law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And so I think that that's um kind of like that, and we we saw that with Anakin, like like Jedi aren't supposed to fall in love, they're not supposed to get married because they're not supposed to let emotion cloud their judgment, and then Anakin ends up basically becoming Darth Vader in an attempt to save Padme. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, because so there's no gray that area there for him to operate yeah. in. Right. So it causes more conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, Which kind of pushes him over the edge. Yeah, and I, that's exactly pretty much what I see. And I love that that does theme in this because mm-hmm. like even Luke like has been like the essentially like the entire thing with Luke was he's been struggling with, with that he's cut he's cut himself off from the force and he's looked at his actions and like pursuit his perception that with kylo like when he essentially shows up like when we finally find out the truth shows up and like in, in a moment of like weakness he sees kylo's feelings and everything is like pulling him toward the dark side and like instead of being in this gray area of like mm-hmm. well he's a teenager mm-hmm. yeah for one thing <laughs> kind of thing and then that further pushes Kylo into the extreme based on those events kind of thing. And him struggling with that, like his actions and that idea of perceiving that as exclusively dark side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons I overall liked the movie was because it seemed very human. The the themes like these things that Luke's dealing with and what Ray's dealing with and everything is very relatable. Like, Mm-hmm. You know, they say never meet your idols. <laughs> well, Ray just yeah. kind of experienced why. <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, and how yeah, to me, like you I struggle see the, with the major theme as as that. It's it's our idols aren't perfect. Our idols have failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it is that kind of idea of of everyone is flawed. Everyone's and human. Just because somebody, yeah, somebody or did alien. the right thing once, yeah, <laughs> or alien. Um, just because like. Like Luke did all these great things, that doesn't mean that he didn't have to deal with these problems that he had. Yeah. 
um, he still had to deal with like failing Kylo Mm -hmm. um, and essentially being the person that pushes him all the way towards the dark side. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And like him struggling also like with the idea like of being this image of hope and everything. And then obviously looking at himself and be like, I, I don't deserve that. I don't, I shouldn't be that Mm -hmm. like competing against that pressure. But also I, I really like the, the ultimate theme, like ultimately like with what they've done, that some people are mad about because you know Luke's essentially gone in a way. Spoilers. Yeah, that's why. That hence <laughs> the whole that's the reason we're talking um, right now. <laughs> giving giving rise to this idea that you know there is no one image of hope. Yeah. Essentially, like when it comes to these things, it's like, your actions or how you what like, you do. Whether or not Luke comes back or whatever, like it's up to like the rebel, like as a group, to maintain their hope to give rise to more hope throughout the universe you know mm-hmm. yeah. um and like i think that to go off that i think one of the things that they're trying to illustrate is that when there is just one beacon of hope things fail because because like our yeah. beacons are imperfect like well Luke, especially yeah because that beacon is a human right like, right exactly and so it's it's, like it's and i think we see that flat. when like they send out the distress signal and no one comes mm-hmm mm-hmm. it's it's this that well their their hope was well maybe something will happen but that was their one hope and it didn't. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I found it like with them doing all like these different unexpected things. Like I was okay with it because it's like, well, this is like kind of bringing this world and making it relatable even more so than some of the other ones because. um, Yeah. Like it seemed like this is a logical thing that would happen. And also, with how Luke was handling stuff, I'm wondering if, you know, because he didn't really have, he wasn't trained since he was young, he wasn't, like, brainwashed into thinking a certain way from a young age. So he probably has more internal struggles than, like, kids would who are young, who started mm-hmm. being trained at a really young age and have been for centuries until Anakin kind of started breaking that down. But, uh yeah, I'm wondering if Luke is a little bit more relatable to this these Jedi because he started later, so he has like a whole life yep. before this and wasn't like this is the only way to live, kids. You know? Yeah, he has to go to Tashi to pick up his power. I gotta converters. go to Tashi to pick up some cash power converters. <laughs> um, yeah. So I thought it was interesting because yeah, it's like you know Luke isn't necessarily obi-wan because obi-wan was trained from a young age and did everything he probably had somewhat of a limited view on things but luke was you know had a whole life before the jedi became part of it like being a jedi became part of his life so and i think it's kind of yeah like some people i think were upset because he was portrayed the way he was but i think it's very realistic the way he was portrayed and not like, oh, he was amazing at the end of Return of the Jedi. It's like, yeah, but how many years had passed <laughs> since he became a mm-hmm. Jedi? He's got a lot of time to like have issues <laughs> post yeah. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I really love their depiction of Luke in this. As that, like, he's grizzled. He's not like this happy-go-lucky guy that he was through Return of the Jedi. Uh-huh. 
I really like that he's that how that character has changed. I can see a lot and of so. Mark himself in this. Like the second he throws <laughs> a lightsaber over shoulders, I'm like, that you, Mark? <laughs> see, <laughs> that, you that's one of my nitpicky things. <laughs> like I'd say is because it was like humorous. Yeah. In a sense. But there was way I felt like there was way too much humor mm-hmm. in this there movie. There was that was my like other nitpick. Yeah. Was like just like okay okay so like it opens up and i can understand like poe being the way like it fits his character but then there's like all these weird awkward moments so like then it cuts into our first interaction with lucas i think the the humor was either my high point of the movie or were like the low points of like like i loved poe's scene i love how that started out the whole movie Mm -hmm. right um but i didn't want like more of it like that's that was my problem is like i didn't want more humor after that yeah (laughs) you know like like and then like with luke like half the awkward scenes uh or like on the island with ray um ray follows him and he milks this oh yeah everyone hated that nobody liked that it was just like (laughs) wait what it's just weird i think it was meant to be humorous but it's like you're trying a little hard yeah i think Um, it was part of the ray's interaction with the keepers of the island making it yeah, even more but i was like that's too far <laughs> see yeah, yeah so like and- i like the lightsaber toss i thought that was just because that scene was so built up i know <laughs> but and i, I just again and what's I, he gonna say it's such a yeah it's such like a grizzled luke of like why are you giving me this like are you kidding like, no please no yeah i mean to a sense like i did but it's like okay but then they just kept going and like yeah, with Ray's interactions with that with the keepers of the island and stuff. And he's like, I wonder why. And it's like these awkward one liners for humor. Yeah. Sake. Like he could and have like, just yeah, kind of just... been like stayed in his little house and like not come out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Yoda being humorous a little bit made sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when they showed Yoda and like just because that's kind of his personality, like mm-hmm. it's very an ab- abstract interaction. Yeah with yoda yeah. trying to like teach you something and okay okay that makes sense mm-hmm. okay so like that type of humor but then there's so much of it just didn't belong. there were a lot of things it yeah. started to feel i love marvel movies but it started to feel like a marvel film like yes. it's mm-hmm. i was like this is starting to kind of feel like guardians of the galaxy and not star wars <laughs> like uh can, can we take some of these jokes out so it stays a little bit more in its own universe <laughs> um but that's yeah so some of the humor i enjoyed but some of it was definitely like okay not needed like mm-hmm. okay i'm trying to be funny <laughs> we get it but yeah um but yeah so one of my favorite scenes though like was early on um right after poe destroys what the is, dreadnought what's it called the uh the dreadnought the dreadnought yeah. and it's it's leia's struggle she looks down at the monitor and she, and she sees like, all the death all the bombers are gone and yeah and she's just like like her struggle with like she's lost so much at this point yeah <laughs> because of one person not hope. listening to her no but even i mean even more than not that. even that yeah. just like it, it's like it's an accumulation at this point like of her loss mm-hmm. her and her trying to lead this rebellion 
into success. And Han's and, gone. And things. <laughs> yeah. And Han's. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, it's been basically 30 or like, 40 years of her fighting the like, same battle. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he, she <laughs> looks down and what a waste. And her struggles, like trying to like realize that she's also a figurehead in this situation. Mm-hmm. And her trying to maintain that hope and just it's like, a little, like, huge like, burden. <laughs> and like her trying to also like point to the next generation, like get them ready. So her like, like the lines with Poe, especially uh, mm-hmm. like the motim. And then it's like, but dead heroes. Yeah. No leaders. And that's what she needs. Mm-hmm. She needs like, she needs people ready to take up a leadership mantle. Yeah. She's getting ready to be like tech lives, not, just destroy stuff mm-hmm. all the time yeah. and oh so powerful mm-hmm. yeah and she has this this almost like long game view of like yeah we we destroyed this dreadnought but mm-hmm. at what at cost, what cost? Mm-hmm. yeah and i we think that no bombers now <laughs> yeah i think it's like now we can't win the next like how what are we going to do next time mm-hmm. and we, we get to see that we see what happens next time it's like how do we rebuild from here we're trying to keep things up so we can continue to build but right, right now we have now now we're at this deficit where we have to rebuild more and mm-hmm. we, right now we're on the run we can't rebuild we can't just rebuild yeah. like we yeah. used to and i'm wondering if that's kind of that just made me think of people who are getting upset is like they i don't think people like seeing weakness in their favorite characters that they've had a lot of nostalgia built up with under like seeing leia like struggle and have problems seeing luke in his situation and like i'm wondering if some like diehard fans are starting to feel like Mm -hmm. like why are these things i love being destroyed piece by piece like and like i can kind of see that but then it's like but they're being realistic you know like this is a thing that would actually happen to a human being if put in this situation even though mm-hmm. this is a fantasy, like sci-fi series, like these have to be real people like in, in a sense. sense. You know, yeah, you've been fighting this war for how long? It's like you think there, you think then suddenly we're gonna come to this and they just win. Yeah, it's, it's like, not just it's the not... good guys are gonna keep winning. It's like that was different because they, like they won at the end of A New Hope. Um, they didn't really in Empire, so it was kind of similar. The Empire, and they didn't really enforce Awakens. Mm-mm. It's kind of that. that they just blew thing up Starkiller like Base, just, but... right? But at the co- like, but not before Starkiller Base destroyed the yeah. majority but there was some or, form or of several victory, of the. Guess, but right, still, there's right. some form of victory in. And you Last know, Jedi, looking back but... now, I think that's also kind of the point of the Force Awakens. You know, with the mm-hmm. major destruction, is that it's like, yeah, it's a victory. But it's almost like half the time it's too little, too mm-hmm. late. Yeah, and you can see that it's like after that, it's like like leading into this movie. No wonder their allies, their allies are. Mm-hmm. There's only few of them. Yeah, and like it's like, are you kidding me? It's like you guys are literally down to five transport yeah. ships. <laughs> yeah, worth of people. Yeah, like, and you want me to come into and risk everything? It's like. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe the rebellion as we know it dies with them, and we can restart another one. Yeah. It's kind of maybe like, for, obviously we don't see anything like that on the screen, but 
Like I can definitely understand from that standpoint why no one responded. Mm-hmm. Like there ain't nobody out there. <laughs> it also mm-hmm. like on that and this, this idea of them rebuilding or not even rebuilding, but like a new rebellion that um, the ending of this where we, we see the kid um, use the force mm-hmm. that kind of got okay. me wonder, wondering where um, like, are we going to see these because we know that rain johnson is or ryan johnson however it is is going to be doing a spin-off trilogy that isn't going to focus on skywalkers and so it is interesting that as of what right now as far as we know there's only one skywalker alive and so it really wouldn't be that hard for the next trilogy to actually pick up right after episode mm-hmm. nine yeah um, and I hadn't thought of that um, until like that last scene. Um, and so that I'm curious about that now, especially because like one of the things that we seemingly found out is Ray's parents. Um, we found out that she isn't anything, which special. I believe is still a half truth. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, don't forget the dark side does lie about cookies. <laughs> right. Be lying about this. If they lie about no, cookies, no, <laughs> Gladys didn't give like, me Like, I cake. believe that that's oh, no. a truth, but, at the same but time, maybe not the whole truth. I don't want her to have a pedigree. I agree. I don't either. I want her to be a nobody. Yeah. I do. I prefer her as a nobody, especially like if she acknowledges it herself. I think that's the whole point is like, it's like, you don't get to use something against me that I'm yeah, coming right. to embrace. Like, because I don't need some pedigree to do what's yeah, right. That's true. Yeah. My only thing I is I want to know how she like knows things. If it's just, Oh, it's the force or if there's somebody interacting with her or someone who has been interacting with her from a young age, or how does she speak droid? How does she speak Wookiee? Like, is it like, is it just a force or is there something else going on? Like, what is it that's making her have these abilities? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. Yeah, well, She's a clone. I know Droid makes a lot of sense from just her being in that, Jakku, yeah, and just and being stuck Probably at true. that basically that trade point for her whole life, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like that makes sense to me. Wookie is a bit more interesting because there's obviously fewer Wookies. There's than there just Chewie, isn't there? Also, her being from Jakku was also like a kind of an awkward line. Like that's one of the yeah. comedic er- spots I was talking about. Oh, that is nowhere. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I was like, pretty, yeah, you're right. That nowhere. is pretty oh, much that. nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I, I, like, okay, got a little giggle, but I'm like, okay. Was it, was it necessary? Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. That's where I was like, is this Mark or is this Luke? Like, (laughs) well, it also sets up, it sets up for like, to understand Kylo a little better or who had the pressure of his pedigree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, on him, you know, huge expectations, I guess. And how it can put it that kind of help push him toward that side. Whereas being a nobody, you could kind of determine your own. You have nothing yeah, to you live make up your own to. Destiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just do you. And if you do like, if you are seeing things and like siding with a villain and just deciding that they are right and like trying to do what's right all mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. it's easier because you're not, it's not expected. Yeah, of you, I guess. That's a good point. I like that point. <laughs> yeah. One of the scenes that I thought was really cool um, is when she's on Luke's Island um, and she goes into the cave and she gets like the mirror scene. Yeah. Um, and she gets like, After who she, are my she... parents? And it does the, it does like the, the empire strike back where it shows her her own face. Yeah. I was like, this is like, are they really doing more parallels with the sequel movie so, again? I, I really liked that. Um, and the reason being 
um, because I know that weird hole thing is supposed to symbolize the dark side um, somehow. Um, and what I liked is, is I think it was supposed to give her this realization that the dark side doesn't actually have answers. Mm-hmm. Like you'll get here and you might think you're getting somewhere, but when purse comes to shove, you're not going to yeah, get the right or answer. That this or that thing is you expect. really like tempting and it's going to tell you, Hey, here's some things I promise you. And like, I will mm-hmm. be like, Hey, if you do this, you know, you'll get to do this, but realizing no, it's actually all lies. Um, mm-hmm. Like she decided not to um, eat of the apple in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a really good parallel actually for that. Like, mm-hmm. but it's also like one of those things where she didn't fear it, like approaching it. Yeah, it didn't yeah. scare her. Like, yeah, and like that's something that looks at you just you didn't you just went straight you there. Tra- you went straight <laughs> there. Like, <laughs> and so that kind of made me wonder because, like, I th- I think we're told are we we've we know that this island is supposed to be one of the first Jedi temples. Uh-huh. Um, and so that kind of makes me wonder if like that's an intent like a thing that was put there intentionally by the Jedi masters as this so that it could be a lesson hmm. um, almost as the we know you might fail and that'll let us learn something about you but it also it will teach you a valuable lesson mm-hmm. and, so, and you know back to kind of what Chris was saying I think even more so oh, it's like this approach that sorry <laughs> we all have opinions like that the dark side isn't necessarily like this evil thing. Yeah. You know, we all have those parts of us that seek things like this. There's always that temptation. It doesn't mean we should just flat out deny that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of the point, which is kind of what Luke's struggling with. Like there's, it's more gray and that's the whole point also of the force. There's this balance between the light and the dark of the force. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at somewhat in that, like, when you put those hard, like, stops on things, I feel like that's when you get, like, when people cross that line, you get a more severe, like, uh, fall to the other side. Whereas if you kind of are like, well, Mm -hmm. these are your guidelines, but if you kind of just, like, don't go too close, but you can check it out and see what you think. Yeah. You know, and make your own decision. You're kind of a stronger person that way because you made the decision for yourself. Because I feel like when people are given really s- strict rules about things, once they cross the line, it's like, well, I crossed the line. It's too late for me, you know, instead of, well, stay stay over there's here. There's no redemption. There's no yes, coming try back. Try to stay and... over here. But if you go over here, you know, it'll be okay. Just don't go too far, you know. Well, it's even worse, like, in <laughs> Just things come back. like this is that you feel like, like when you do that, like, you feel like they're just keeping that stuff too. from you. <laughs> like, I feel like that's especially true with, like, Anakin or, you know, uh, like, as he approached that, he's like, he felt like he's kind of getting pushed out because people knew maybe about certain things or, or they're intentionally or whatever, or, keeping or they're, things from they're him. keeping information about him from something. Like, maybe it was to protect mm-hmm. him, but and that's not good for your self-esteem. Like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> kind yeah. of things more we need more open but, conversations and not like shush do what i say which also points a lot to like straight into our like current society hey! and everything. like we need to have those we need to have more conversations and less nope mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it's funny though how we go from like this was horrible to this was really good. <laughs> like that's kind of the whole the this movie. Like, oh, oh wow, uh, oh wow. Yeah. I mean, and, right. I, and I think we can. I know Chris mentioned this before we started recording. I really liked um, the the scene where we get Ray and Kylo fighting oh, that together. Was fun. Um, and I know one of the things, um, Chris, you can go into it, but like, there's some yeah. interesting stuff you noticed on the second yeah. watch. <laughs> right. So, I mean, like all in all, the battle scene was compelling, but there's just like some awkward choreographing things. Like, just like with, in the prequels, when we got like the dancing, like, like you're for, when you watch them, like, yeah, it's great. Then you start like analyzing it and it gets, the weird. red guard is really <laughs> flashy. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of them are but like right at the beginning of the fight, like the red guards come in one of them goes in like swings way above everyone and then walks out <laughs> like it's like my like, cue is to walk frame. out of the shot just, like, right here <laughs> right and it's just like this really awkward choreography but like all in all like if you're just watching it is like okay this is great but like just like with the prequel series like you get watching is like they're not even close to touching slight or the my favorite like dancing is back like and luke forth. in return of the jedi luke is like kicking somebody and you can tell he's like a foot from them and they... yes <laughs> yes i yes. love it but it's a force kick. It's there okay. you go which is okay it's a force <laughs> yeah um but that, like i love that scene i loved getting to see um again kind of getting this idea of that force isn't this set in stone thing we have we have snoke um, having basically this vision of of what he thinks is going to be Kylo killing Ray from a certain and it, it, point it, of view, <laughs> and, and yeah. from a certain point of view, um, Snoke is a hundred percent correct. Everything that he says is what happens. But yeah, he just didn't pick up on that. He that Kylo has resolved that Snoke is his enemy. He just forgot right. the little but, detail. <laughs> and and I think that one of the things I really liked about this is that it is the most dark side thing to do. Like it's the the kill your master so you can take over. It's what Sidious and so, did, and that's one of the things that yeah, it's what it's one of the things that I really liked about that scene because it gives the audience that hope of oh Kylo might be a good guy. He killed Snoke, he fought the Imperial Guard. Oh nope, he just wants power for himself. Because um, he does, and big, I thought that was you know, really cool. Yeah, but I think his redeeming thing is that it's not necessarily that he wants the power for himself. It's I think that he, wants he the sees control. these old things as these deterrents. Yeah. Like he sees the empire itself as like, he's starting to perceive the empire itself as like this old thing that should just go Pick away. Me. Pick me. <laughs> I'm free. I just thought of something yes, before Diana. I forget it. Who is Snoke? Pick, no, anyway? Wait, like, let me say a, my thing before we questions. get into that. <laughs> before okay, I go. forget. <laughs> um, you, it could be like Kylo did that because it, with his idolization of Vader, because Vader was weak, Vader wouldn't didn't kill Sidious until he had to because he was saving mm -hmm. Luke. Saving but Luke. I'm wondering if this was his thing. It's like I can surpass Vader's greatness by just taking him down mm -hmm. single handedly, basically. Or you know, I'm one. That was yeah. something I and just one, now thought of. That <laughs> Is that like? This this difference in them killing their masters of how how Vader's saving Luke is a redemption. Mm -hmm. It is his, in a sense, he's come back to the light. Whereas Kylo's killing his master is him taking nope. control, kind of. Yeah, yeah Vader it's, was a it's, puppet. It's I'm tired for, of people. Forever. 
yeah, yeah and and it's Kylo basically maybe even coming to that realization that he is just city or just Snoke's puppet, and that means I need. Yeah, to he's kill my him. enemy because he's controlling me. Yeah, he's yeah. control. Yeah, and then also like if, but also if I protect Ray, convince her to support me, then I have a powerful ally. I could yeah. try to turn her. Yeah, makes sense. But I think he still has some sort of internal struggle going on beyond that to the light yeah, that's not completely that, gone with... but he's definitely being very divisive with the dark side yeah so. like he's pretty much completely controlled by certain emotions mm-hmm. or whatever right and you but and you see that hesitation that movie. like that was yeah. i mean right right well, well i think he became a much more compelling character it's really interesting because we still get his we still get his anger. We still get his like tantrums, the tantrums. We get the people on the like the ships kind of like putting up with him because they're afraid of him. Like when he gets out of the elevator at the very beginning. And get it's my the, ship ready. Yeah. Get my ship ready. And they're just. Uh, okay. uh, All right. and so, but then he didn't kill his mother. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you see that. Yeah. So something's still going him, on. Like, there's still there's still love for people in him somewhere, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, Which I, I think, think makes him a more interesting villain, right? Versus like Sidious or Snoke's like, well, seemingly Snoke. Um, we'll get to Chris's thing in a second, but like yeah. Sidious <laughs> is like, I just want to be a bad guy, mm-hmm. and so because I can control the empire, and so. Well, I think Sidious was like just pure ambition. He though. was right. Like, and that's what we get like a lot, like that, that points to like corporate America type things, like, mm-hmm. like that you, or like Slytherin mm-hmm. types, you know, <laughs> where you are fully like into personal ambition. Just constantly moving up the ladder. That, the dark side of that. Right. It's like, it's like when you have, when you see the potential in yourself for such great things, as long as you toss aside everything else, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you go on that really dark path of like, just control things mm-hmm. and be powerful. Yep. And I, I think it's compelling in a sense. Because no one that can that control you. Realistic. Like it is it is a thing that mm-hmm. exists. But yeah, the Snoke thing. Yeah, who the heck is he? Where did he come from? Where did, Where did he go? <laughs> Where did he come from? <laughs> well, he got cut in half. <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> um Yeah, and I think that that was <laughs> Again, that's kind of one of those things that I thought was kind of interesting. And one of the things that I've heard about it is like, it seemed like Johnson is just kind of doing everything that, or taking apart everything that Abram's built. But at the same time, we have no indication that Abram actually knew any of these things. He was just creating stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, it's funny because Abrams is directing nine. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, well, now what? I gotta so he's, re- like, he's got to rebuild oh, everything that Rian Johnson tore apart. Well, which is great because. Which is perfect. He, like, it's been torn apart to the point where you get to create, like, <laughs> yeah. which is a, like, I think thematically in the overall trilogy mm-hmm. is kind of a thing. The Rebel Alliance is diminished. You've like, built you from scratch, literally. Five transports. You actually, sorry, gone. you have a Millennium Falcon full of people. Gone. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that is the me, Rebel. Like, yeah. And that makes me really excited. You know, uh, so, so Abrams gets to come and be like, how do I rebuild this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do Except I Kathleen Kennedy and, and sitting again, here going, you can't do that. S- you ha- nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> and seemingly, like, Abrams would know what the other Johnson trilogy is going to be about. And so if that is going to be a tie-in, even loosely, you can do some stuff to get mm-hmm. that ready. Um, but 
Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's like a general arc they kind of have figured out, obviously. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's figuring out how to pull, like, bring those stories yeah. across is going to be interesting. And like, who's going to do it? Like, yeah. what's role? What's Leia's role going to be in the next film? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, I have a feeling, like, for most part, in the first 20 minutes, she's going to pass the mantle to someone. Yeah. They're going to have to figure something out. Yeah. That, like, that, I, and I, have, I have a feeling she wants it to be Poe, you know, obviously. Like, that's kind of been the interactions in this. Like, I demote mm-hmm. you, but because I hope you learn. Like, I right. hope you begin to realize this. And Poe does. Like, mm-hmm. in the yeah. final battle scene, he's like, oh, no, we shouldn't just dive in headstrong. Like, he's watching all these people. Like, people he's been fighting alongside with lie he's like maybe he's just lost enough to the point where he's like i need to start thinking about these mm-hmm. things differently um i did <laughs> i think cameron i'm not sure if you told me this but i think it's gonna be the next movies are gonna be set like 10 years later like or something like that maybe it was a friend from work i can't remember who told me this i do not recall. um but it sounded like the next movie is gonna be set several years in the future like not several but like time will have passed where they could have started to rebuild and mm-hmm. maybe raise teaching some kids some things like it kind of let's have some sort of time pass between those two things so that's what i heard i don't know if that's accurate but i just want to put that out there because i heard it well if they introduce dinosaurs it's gonna be at least <laughs> two years <laughs> <laughs> You can listen to oh. our episode fifty three if you if you didn't want to know what that's about. Sorry, <laughs> I love it when we reference our own episodes, and we actually know it's what episode number it was because um, we recorded it right before this one. Because we just did this, the magic yes. of editing. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's like like um. One of the things that we did is we reached out to to some of our audience members and we got some nice feedback. Um. What, some of them are about Carrie yeah. Fisher. Um, in, in Leia's role. And so I want us to take a time because there, there are a couple points on that um, that I, I want to, to bring up. And the first one that we got came from Justin from Twitter. Um, and so his um, he opens it up with, I know this isn't going to be a very popular opinion, <laughs> um, but my personal opinion is that after Carrie Fisher died, Disney should have delayed The Last Jedi. By doing this, they could have reworked the script so that Leia would have died when she got sucked out of the mm-hmm. ship. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm glad Leia was in it as much as she was, but I'd rather see her die that way than die off screen because that's kind of the only option now. Um, I don't want to see her in CGI like Grand Moff Tarkin um, in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was in Rogue One, but only for like 30 seconds. Um, and so he goes, anyway, I thought Last Jedi was awesome. Um, and then he, he he brings up the, what do you guys think Disney is going to do about Leia in episode nine? That's what nine. I want to know. Like, how um, do you handle this delicate situation? So, yeah, and here's kind of my thing when Leia got sucked out of the ship and she uses the force to get pulled back in. I think from like a technical standpoint, that's probably one of the worst scenes in the movie. It was a little awkward. Like I, I just don't think it looked good. Um, And I get, but so isn't that, I think it's one of those things where they're trying to draw a parallel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because doesn't, doesn't Luke end up out in the vacuum of space at some point? I don't think so. He's under Cloud City. But I don't remember no, him he, being in the actual vacuum of space. No. He's in Cloud City. He's just in the... Doesn't... Yeah, which he could basically. not be breathing in that, but Lando breathed it for a little bit, yeah. I think. 
Um, but so here's when that scene happened, my first thought was, oh, the reason this looks awkward is because Leia was supposed to die here. And this is how they're saving her because they want to be tactful that Carrie Fisher passed away. Um, and then of course it goes on and Leia has a major role in more of the movie. And so that clearly was not what happened there. Um, but like that kind of surprised me as we were going through, um, Carrie, um, who has, um, been on and helped with one of our shows. She has a lot more, but, um, I don't even remember she and I were talking about this. I don't remember if it's in her notes. Um, and so one of the things that she mentioned um, oh yeah, it is here. So um, she thought Admiral, the, the Admiral Haldo was amazing. Um, in hindsight, um, with Carrie Fisher's passing, um, I wish Leia would have been the one to sacrifice herself instead of Haldo. Mm. And I think that would have been a very good end for that character. Yeah. Um, and that could have been done in a tactful way of, of it is like Carrie Fisher and, I mean, and Leia being in control, being commanding. She's, dying in a strong way protecting people which is part mm -hmm. of that character um and then we would have a leader of the <laughs> admittedly maybe not the best one um but like we would have somebody that was seemingly in charge of the rebellion yeah. now my only thing with that is i think you know they kept the movie intact because all of leia's scenes were pretty like special to the movie i think like they like they needed to be there mm -hmm. um like yeah. especially with respect to um her passing like the lat like one of the last scenes she's in when luke shows up or luke's ghost shows up mm -hmm. like both times i watched this i cried because i'm like this was their last scene to film together as as Mark would call them space brother and sister. And just like, I went to his memorial panel at a star Wars celebration to her and just hearing him talk about these things. And he said things like, you guys are going to love her in the last Jedi. And like, just knowing kind of that mm -hmm. their relation off, off screen, like brother, sister, actual kind of brother, sister relationship. And then seeing them on screen together, knowing that, she's not around anymore was just incredibly moving like i could not hold back tears both times i was just like and especially because of what they're talking about because luke's about to die and he, he you know and mm -hmm. or he knows it and telling her like people are never actually gone or something it's never the end or something like that and i was just like oh my gosh i can't like they had to leave that in there for the fans because oh yeah, my gosh that, that like, was I like think, they had to be together I again think... at least once before anything happened to yeah, any of them finding a way to kill off leia in this one doesn't make sense i mean she needs to be the one that ties all three movies yeah. together at this point and they do have permission to yeah. use then, I mean, CGI, the question comes up how i think they will yeah i think that that becomes now the challenge that they have is how are they going to do that still tactfully and i mean that's always i don't know instead of you could delegate like kind of the roles into like where you interact with them from off screen. Like, I mean, what her essentially one of her first appearances was in hologram form. Why yeah. not have her communicate? That would be a good way to kind of cover up the awkwardness I mean, of CGI so, if she was a hologram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And oh, we didn't mention this, but that throwback oh, to 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 hologram, hologram Princess Leia oh, oh, from A New that Hope. That got me. That got amazing. me good. I was like, <laughs> I think that got everyone. Like, like that's the whole point. It, it got Luke too. I only yeah, cried about exactly. Luke going the Leia. second time because I knew what was happening and I built up to it the second time I saw it. But Carrie, the stuff with Carrie Fisher got me crying both times. I was, just, I just couldn't. I was just like. <laughs> Like I wasn't necessarily expecting. Like at the same time, I kind of did, and I I'm like I shouldn't say I'm happy they did, but I I love what that means for like Ray. Because mm-hmm. these new movies Forever, are about that, the new like characters, the, technically. The, the four, like right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what's so great is like it puts such an emphasis on Ray coming in to her own, like not being covered up by this super mega star in, mm-hmm. in the galaxy. Yeah. You know. Um. And that, I don't know. It's and of course with Luke being, you know, a Jedi, he does have that ability yes. to force ghosts. So he's not gone, like, gone. Seemingly, yeah, he and, could. He right, could. Or he could just show up at the end, be like, "Hey, what's up? You did good." <laughs> I mean, Yoda made another appearance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> and so even seemingly, I mean, we don't know how powerful Leia is with the Force, but that is also seemingly a way that they could do that. Um, kind of falls in that same category as like a hologram mm-hmm. of that seems kind of fan servicey to me. Yeah, yeah, but, that's a little too far because, especially because like the only people who have force ghosted so far are are Jedi, are some Jedi. Like it's not even like a universal. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, it's people who have interacted with the force in such a way that mm-hmm. they have a vast understanding of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how they're gonna what they're gonna do but they the people in the studios are aware of the situation and how big of a deal it is so they're gonna hopefully figure out something as respectful Mm -hmm. and satisfying Mm -hmm. as they can you know it is what it is (laughs) um but uh i will say on the topic of that those kind of scenes i loved and this is the reason i cried the second time because i knew it was happening was how at the end, like Luke kind of saw another twin sunset, which again, how many of these exist in this galaxy? Apparently more than one, um, which, which is it's sci-fi emphasis on, on the fiction part of science <laughs> fiction. But I just love the kind of theming of everything for him coming full circle. Cause my favorite shot in the original star Wars films is when he's looking out at the twin sunset, like, you know, I want to get off this planet. I want to have like adventures. I want to have a life outside of this boring thing. And then at the very end, he's had this, you know, legacy and he's kind of jump started a new generation. And he kind of sees that image once more before he becomes the force or dies, as however you want to say it. Like, I just, that was just so poetic to me. I was like, oh, the feelings, it got me good. <laughs> but. I just wanted to point that one out because it was so good. Uh, the chills. It was really good. Um, and that one of the other um, people that wrote in, um, this is Andrew Harmon, who's the who's the one that did um, Portals and Profits. Um, one of the things that he said, he said he liked anything with Ray and Luke. Um, he said they were gold. Um, he thought Kylo was just okay in The Force Awakens, but in the film he transformed into a truly great, great character. I agree. He liked the whole message of not idol, um, idolizing your heroes. And he goes, also the cinematography and visual direction yes, Andrew, were outstanding. I agree with all of these and statements. I agree. The I remember like the scene. I don't. I'm. I don't know what happened when y'all saw it, but the scene. Choreography. 
<laughs> except for the choreography. Um, the scene where Haldo oh! um, flies the um, cruiser through the dreadnought and it does like the freeze frame oh, on the ship chills. being torn apart. Um, like a theater cheered. It but was it was great. silent. Like, it like was it was, the, there was no sound. Yeah. It was just picture, picture, picture. And then you see her like lightning bolt through the other ships. And I'm just like, that's the coolest thing I've seen in film all year. <laughs> That yeah. was that oh my was gosh. And my mind was blown. Hardcore, and I love I love the like sound yeah. direction choice there too. Like yeah. nothing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like that was just it. Like that. Like I learned. Like my, the hairs, my, on, my the hairs on my arm just standing up right now, just thinking like, about it. <laughs> like it was so. I want like, a high like def. You, you yes. understood what she shot. was doing, it, but just, I want like, some art of that shot right now. <laughs> I need some. I need some more wall art. I need more walls to put art on, and I want that. Step one, more yeah. walls. Step two, I forget more walls. What art. your name is? It's Jason. Jason Oaks, who had some art, Star Wars art that I have. Make me one of those. <laughs> if you know who Jason Oaks is, he's a geek artist. Look, like spam him with things about making that, <laughs> making that yeah. art, and I will purchase it from him. Andrew Harmon also threw out, as far as cons go, I thought the way Leia used the Force yes. to get back on the ship was cheesy, but honestly, there wasn't much else that bothered me. Not the even milking pork, scene is pork. the worst. We'll get to yeah. the milking yeah, scene. Every, lots feedback. of people yeah. did not like um, I don't yeah. know. The like, porgs... My biggest thing was like leading up to it, like Disney was just jamming porgs down their shirt. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. are you? I was sold on <laughs> porgs before the movie. Now, after the movie... No, <laughs> I'm over porgs. I, I wanted to see a porg do something useful. I want to see a porg save the day at the end. Like, yeah, or one's something. on the ship with Chewie. It could have easily done something accidentally yeah, that was at least helpful. Ewoks actually went out and I like just, bought things. As we know, at least one time, t- two Ewoks and a Wookiee have captured an ATST. Exactly, we, we learned that last week. Whereas all the porgs <laughs> that was getting away. Yeah, and this is my extreme. Do you know like, what I? You know. The critter, do you know what critter didn't get much critters. credit leading up to the movie? <laughs> crystal crystal critters. The freaking crystal critters. I want a crystal critter. That's Those what I things want. Things are so cool. This is my feminine, super feminine side coming out. I couldn't hate the pork humor because they were just so cute and fat and their little eyes and their little wings and their little pudginess. And it's good. And so cute. It was, <laughs> and I agree, but it was just too and much. The babies are the cotton the balls with mouths. <laughs> And also because they also contributed to the awkward humor they are trying to incorporate. I know there could have yeah. been just like one scene, but they kept going. But I just, I, yes. they're just cute. Yeah, like like for example, the porg looking down the lightsaber <laughs> scene. That I loved that, but I don't think we needed the double scene of the porgs watching. But Chewie, the fat like, one was so porg. upset. <laughs> I like th- I think we just needed that scene once though. We had like the same it was gag so twice. Sad. I don't think we needed that. Like, why why didn't you eat my friend Chewie with the biggest eyes I've ever seen? I'm like, I'll keep you safe, little fat pork. <laughs> like <laughs> they were funny. I found you up for Thanksgiving. I, like, I know how cheesy and how bad the humor was, but I'm just like, I just can't I just can't even um this is my basic side coming out, but <laughs> I wanna go buy one at so Target. Too much, too much. <laughs> Find me a crystal okay. critter. Because <laughs> they were actually useful. They led yeah. 
I understand the, the rebels are dumb, to safety. They but let them out cute. <laughs> to the walk wall. But like, yeah, but you know, Ray was there waiting. We're good. Lifting rocks. <laughs> well, thanks to the beacons. Right, right. Yep. Anyway, enough about porgs. What else so. do we have? What what more feedback do we have? Um, we got some other feedback from hey, Justin, Justin from, from Frisbee. Frisbee. You got a lot of Justin and friends. So, I do, which is why I in, like doing this. I realized how many of my friends like have nicknames, <laughs> and so. Um, like as in there, my, they're, they're this person mm-hmm. from this. Yep. And so. Yo, Justin, uh, how would you like us to Jason refer to you? His clan. Let us know. Sidebar. It's going to always be Justin from Twitter yep. and Justin from Frisbee. You can let us know what you want, <laughs> but it's going to be that. <laughs> it's not going to change. Well, it'll be like a little subtext. It'll still be Justin from Twitter and Justin from Frisbee. Slash. If you want to find them here. Then. <laughs> okay. I, I accept Kinda. that. I, I accept <laughs> um, so Justin from Frisbee said, um, I love the way they explore the forest and touched on aspects in ways that we hadn't seen before, such as a forest user so strong they could bridge minds together yeah, and force projections. Cool. Um, we we haven't talked about that yet, somehow. That's the very ending scene. Um, well, not very ending scene, but that scene towards the end where Luke and um, Kylo are fighting and it's do they ever actually touch, I think it's also like, like sabers I saw they the second time no, I was like they don't. oh they're no. just avoiding each other but you know as soon as Luke shows up I wonder like when he when he draws his lightsaber I'm like Wait, it's not it, that's broken yeah, this doesn't make sense <laughs> that got that's broke yeah. and that's the thing also Kylo is so blinded by exactly. his hate that he forgets any logic like, about any like all going, events leading up to this, this? i'm like, confused <laughs> yeah and see i and love like, that little thing i thought that detail of them using the saber that kylo just saw <laughs> you were destroyed there. is so <laughs> you helped good. destroy it it was so good like such good like intentionality and like setting up that that was actually like my favorite battle scene actually because like every aspect in the cinematography was intentional about pointing mm-hmm. to that luke potentially not being yeah. there yeah you know like you don't see him make tracks don't. in the salt see i need to see this just like, this, this is, scene this again is something i picked up on the second time closely. i watched and i was like oh my goodness they don't touch they don't do anything and then mm-hmm. and then finally setting up for that final like kylo then slides through like you see him leave his tracks and like it was damn. so good <laughs> oh <laughs> so good yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Again, so we're going from wow, this um, is horrible to oh, it's so good. <laughs> like that's the theme of this whole movie. I think that's it being is. critical about a movie. Like there can be good things in but a bad movie. But I think it's funny how a good movie. Like and I think it that's just con- the movie constantly did that. It was just yeah. Here's something weird. Here's something good. Yeah. Here's something weird. Here's something good. <laughs> and and I think being a and good thing. I think that's also like why I can't stand faults. those people who are just like completely anti it right now because it had some so many things that could redeem it and it should have like those mm-hmm. things truly did help bring it into the more positive side of a yeah. movie experience mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah and so justin goes on to say also this is just me oh again this is justin from frisbee goes on to say also this is just me but i love how luke was portrayed the most powerful jedi as as we know completely disconnected from the force so lost confused torn that he feels he has uh, is nothing anymore and when he's called upon he is too conflicted to know what is right and what is wrong in the situation he's faced with the inner conflict he shows throughout Mm -hmm. the movie i loved it um yeah i agree valid um 
Yep. And so, and I yep. think, I mean, from like a religious standpoint, this is the idea of like, of how, how mm. like sin weighs on you. Like, cause Luke isn't just like, oh, I don't want to be involved. I'm old. It's time for new people to be in charge. His, this is the, I messed up. I don't deserve redemption. Like it's too late I don't deserve me. to be this hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it also kind of points like, I don't know, since you like in the religious sense, like Peter, right after the crucifixion and denying mm-hmm. Jesus three times, you know, that conflict where he's unsure, like if what Jesus, like that hope that Jesus was talking about and him being risen three days later was real or not. And that like this awkward limbo of, do I trust that? or mm-hmm. do i move on yep. essentially and sorry that's just in my head because <laughs> i've been watching ad and that's yeah. like actually that's like one of the scenes they portray yeah. super well in that mm-hmm. conflict and conflict in your own um, belief system and even before that it's it's the the peter that mm-hmm. gets rumors that would not have been credible in a jewish society that jesus tomb is empty and then mm-hmm. sprints there to see yep like it's that same it's that maybe i didn't ruin everything (laughs) (laughs) and so um he goes on and says um the things he disliked the finn and rose story was completely worthless both of them completely useless characters and both were written terribly especially that when rose rose in quotes saves finn in quotes exposing the rest of the resistance um to the canon um, which makes no sense why she would do that. Also followed up by the stupid line, this is how we win, not by fighting what we hate, but by saving what we love. Like, what the heck? You, you just made it so they could attack the rest of the resistance. To a point, though, would Finn have even See, been able to stop I anything? I think that's one of my would favorite lines. Would he just been vaporized anyway? So it was kind of like, why don't we just save Finn? Because it's going to happen anyway. And it, it points like to this overall other theme, like the, with Leia's struggle, it's like it's almost better to save the few you have left <laughs> and get them through. And like, wh- they're all or, trying or to however. sacrifice and, themselves. Like the importance like, is that it. your hope, like, and including like pointing back to the Force idea, is that if you give in, if you're only fighting what you hate, you are yeah. giving into these darker mm-hmm. ambitions in you. Therefore, you are almost pulling like this thing that is supposed to be good and wholesome to something that's not like are you are you right now Mm -hmm. are you right anymore Mm -hmm. like you are saying you're saying you're fighting against tyranny but like like essentially like it's just two sides just fighting yeah Um, it's the the um so it's one of my favorite lines actually because it's true like that's that's what you need to do at this point for sure like you you need to do the point yeah and so while i did not like the rose finn thing i i agree with y'all i i definitely think that it fits in with like i said they're a theme theme device not necessarily a good Um, plot point (laughs) yeah at least a relationship like they had they had a use it just wasn't (laughs) significant to the plot and or interesting it wasn't interesting i feel like (laughs) finn's the way they wrote finn in this one weakened his character like for me definitely like hit and the force awakens he like so awesome he's so good whereas now he's just doubting he's only worried about one person he didn't have any character Rafe, development because apparently that's your only friend because never mm-hmm. mind poe or anyone else that you've like fought alongside with yeah. apparently they don't he's matter the same person for some reason in this movie and 
that like he like he has no character development like he didn't change at all whereas i think that's because they didn't want to detract yeah. from poe and what he was going through but yeah yes which is kind of interesting because i felt the opposite way about poe yeah well he wasn't Awakens. around much we thought he was dead oh, it was kind of like exactly it was it, and that was right. kind of it. it was like why is he even like because he's one of the first people that we meet they could have let finn stay Awakens. in that medical thing like for most of this movie <laughs> yeah just stay there and so but like it's a, it was kind of an interesting like reverse of the force awakens where they made poe really interesting but now just finn there. is just kind of yeah why is he here yeah gave him and something so. to do but wasn't that well, it, interesting yeah but that also sets up for like hopefully a lot of potential for episode nine yeah we'll see potentially a lot from finn and i think also like because of the themes with rose like like deanna was saying like you have set up not like because of that end realization of that mm-hmm. line, I think that maybe he has a better understanding of exactly what. Yeah, because he is. came from being a stormtrooper, mm-hmm. he doesn't have any idea of what that is. All he sees is people sacrificing themselves mm-hmm. and blowing things up. He doesn't understand the concept really yet. He just knows how to run and fight. Yeah. But so sorry, Justin from Frisbee. I just agree with you on how that line is stupid it's probably cheesy well, I, think I think the line it's yeah, cheesy I think the but it embodies was delivered the in a stupid resistance. way yeah but <laughs> it, yeah, the line was good the delivery favorites. was um, questionable <laughs> yeah i think it, it's going to be one of those quotes that like years looking back it might be one of those quotes this movie is famous mm. for but I don't think it was interesting in the context of the movie. I think it's more interesting as what it yeah. says about the overall plot. I think setting like the way they set it up, you just didn't like, like those characters. You didn't have any kind <laughs> so, like, of. You're not wrong. The fact that such an important line was delivered by to you, what's like this meh character set up? I, I, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. So agree. it's yeah. you're not wrong. But, but I'm probably I, a little bit biased against Rose. So, yeah. <laughs> and even Finn in this movie. But like, also okay. Also with the rose thing, so did she yeah, just have one like that matched her sisters? Necklaces. Yes, they they. Eat. That's I had I have assumed that's the case because like there's a point where they kind of make it seem like it was her sisters. No, it I'm looked like, kind of like a yin no, yang. They couldn't get that back. They jumped the they jumped the light yeah, speed it, right it, after. It she... kind of reminded me of those old friendship yeah. necklaces we had back in the nineties, where they like fit together or something. Oh, I had <laughs> multiples like best friend, yeah. just friend. <laughs> this one has three friends. You no. had one that said just, just friend. Just friend on it, not best friend. <laughs> or oh. like, you know, but that's okay. what it reminded me of. It's like, oh, this takes me back. Your little friendship necklaces you give to everybody. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So then the last thing Justin had was also Leia's spacewalk was the worst shot of the movie. <laughs> um, yep. Um, it's cool they were able to see her use the force and her abilities, but at that point she could have just been left to die. I feel like and they could have fit yeah. at that point. Uh, we kind of like we, we could, we could coming that. back to this. Um, but I mean, there's so many other scenes that Leia was involved in. Like Diana was saying that mm-hmm. I feel like this movie wouldn't have been yeah. as good. She could have saved herself them. with the force in yeah. a different I way, think... like maybe resisting being sucked out yeah. or something instead of. Yeah, I think that would have been more interesting. It's like they see everybody get sucked out, sort of they like get orb. to the door, and yeah. Leia is force-bubbled herself against the door. I think, and then we could still get to see her use this power 
it still shows her strength because she's and you can watch her like devastation is her comrades she couldn't she can't save them but yeah. you know but yeah i think that would have been more interesting um since leia was in the rest of the movie um I, like i said i really like carrie's idea of having her and haldo switch places at that end but because that is later in the movie there is um, but we we'll i'd be okay with that if it happened her, after like, the you know, luke and leia agree. scene but then i'd be okay with it yeah and so um but yeah i i I, I think her being sucked into space would have been a bit too yeah, grisly with how, since Carrie yeah. Fisher did actually pass away. But. I will say, uh, just as a side note, whenever I was reading, I mentioned a few episodes in our regular podcast back, I was reading Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Um, Haldo was a major character in mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, oh, I probably should have read this after I saw this movie because a lot of it would make more sense and be a little more interesting. But Haldo is kind of portrayed as a very like tree huggery kind of hippie character, which explains why, kind of why she's got like mm. the blue hair and she's a little bit more on the feminine side um, because in the book they are portrayed as Leia's very kind of more on the tomboy side of things growing up and Haldo's very girly and very loving of light and life and like mm-hmm. very tree huggery type person um which is probably why like finn or poe didn't really trust her because he's like this is our leader like this tree hugger lady like she doesn't know how to fight yeah. she doesn't know anything about war it's like no you know she and leia have a close relationship as friends according to this book so i like that so much of things that carrie loved are things that <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean Porks? i think that's just a female thing i'm gonna put oh, that the out list there of... i thought um, you were i thought you meant I, I, well, like, like, it's not like the team fight up scene with ben and gray like bothered me yeah Carrie but like with a K. since i've seen it the second time like just that awkwardness like things that kind of ruined like the rewatchability for me mm-hmm. um or they like she loves Rose, Cameron. Yep. <laughs> I just, uh, I've made my stance uh, you know, on Rose well known. I, I'll agree with her on the opening bomber sequence. The opening bomber sequence was cool. It was both like thematic. It was interesting. It was well done. It has consequences on I think the movie. She, yeah. I think she though liked I, like, Rose because she was I agree with Yoda scene. not a white girl and also a girl who was an engineer and taking charge and teaching Finn things. So I think more of what she represented is what she liked maybe more than how she was used i did i did love yes tasering finn yes i agree that was by (laughs) far her best scene like and a good use of actual humor like but i i I think that's one spot where like the humor Mm -hmm. was useful yeah just because it's like more of a flapstick like yeah tasered like yeah (laughs) although she was a little too quick to forgive him and that, that, like that they just start talking it's like wait. okay mm-hmm. we're okay we're good like the um, wait you're trying to escape what's but, the oh. character in firefly uh yeah. kaylee yeah she's kind of a kaylee type yeah. person which again if you're a big firefly fan she's your favorite that could be a reason like people like rose a lot because she kind of is similar type yeah and yeah like I'm, very like really kind of bubbly very sweet almost but despite, yeah despite her grief Mm-hmm. despite the grief and everything like she still comes off like very mm-hmm. optimistic and like i can yeah. see and, that and overall i feel like they did do a good job with bringing in 
even like in the the scenes where people don't like it's not necessarily important but just people that we saw in like rebel or resistant ships that died there's a lot Mm -hmm. better of diversity in those things um and i I am glad that like rose as a non-white actress got an important role i just wish the -hmm. character would have been interesting i think the person played her well i just don't it wasn't her fault it was the writing the character like of rose yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and so yeah but i I do like the ultimate idea like that like they get go off on like this ultimate ultimately what's ultimately failed mission screws (laughs) them over thing because of poe's arrogance like a failed mission or whatever all because of poe's arrogance and deciding not to not to relay that holdo to begin with like like Mm -hmm. at least present it to her like hey they have an idea like if if and then she could tell him no this is bad but like you didn't even try to you didn't even try to think that holdo had any idea what she was doing and yeah is on that i really loved when leia stunned poe she's like okay it's time for your timeout (laughs) get back in here holdo like um, I loved their like attempted mutiny and all that kind of stuff. And again, also cause it just doesn't work. And so, mm-hmm. but let's see other stuff. Carrie loved um, Leia using the force, the team up fight with um, Ben and Ray, the Yoda scene. Um, and then all things with Luke. <laughs> well, like she even, she uh, goes on to say more about the Yoda scenes specifically um, where, uh, like the lines that Yoda has with Luke in terms of like, we are what they mm-hmm. grow beyond or talking about like failures, failures best teacher. Um, mm-hmm. or whatever, especially because earlier when Luke is teaching race, he talks about, we failed. Like, yeah, they failed. Like they failed. It's over. We're I don't done. know why we painted him in this light because they failed and all this. And then Yoda, then his interaction with Yoda alluding back to that saying like, we 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 mm-hmm. all fail before succeeding, like kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I I love that too. Like, and I love just like the way Yoda comes in and just like, <laughs> laughs about destroying. The- it's very yeah original Yoda like. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's Yoda uh, using the the using lightning to destroy the, the tree was pretty good. But the text, but the text, like, he's like, no, he's like, I'm gonna burn this down. Okay, like, cool. Oh, are you <laughs> about lightning? He's like, like, especially Thundera. when like Luke hesitates, he's like, maybe not. Uh, and he's like, well, too late. <laughs> you said we we're, we're, were doing it. Mischievous Yoda. <laughs> like, like when like like when Luke first mine, meets Yoda mine. on Megaba, and Yoda's like going through his stuff and like stealing things and like fights R two and stuff like that. Like, oh, I love it so much. I love. Oh, I'm gonna go back and watch Empire Strikes Back now. Carrie <laughs> um, goes on to mention she loved all the like mm-hmm. loved the overall themes, which we've touched on a little bit, like what we saw as the overall themes. You could draw a so bunch. many good th- <laughs> like thematically. This is a phenomenal yeah. movie like it touches it's so complex in its themes and everything that yeah. it it just works yeah. and that's probably one of my favorite things about it i mean we very easily without commu- like without trying to amongst ourselves all had a theme that spoke to us that was different and yeah. none of them were stretches mm-hmm. like they were like that we did not rehearse the that that was very not in the notes relatable. we just had that question and 
we Cameron all Cameron just some... interjected that question in the middle of mine, yeah. you know. You know, no big deal. <laughs> But I'm the it's host great now. because like now we've ha- we've had this go back and forth because we get a we, we've had a chance to point out the things we've that irritated us and yeah, yeah it's like we, um, we've aired our grievances now let's get to the good stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. um see so carrie says it would have been super powerful um referring to carrie fisher oh, taking oh yeah over referring Cold to carrie space, fisher and haldo it would have been, been very powerful um, if it had been if it were Leia. um Carrie that or Leia that had sacrificed herself. Um, she goes, uh, yeah. Phasma. I wish the fight scene had um, with uh, the Phasma <laughs> fight scene had been longer. I love her. Uh, yeah. She's admitting it. Also, so, why is that chrome armor so powerful? So I I heard this elsewhere. It is made. It's supposedly made out of the outside of the Emperor's ship from the from um, Return of the Jedi. Gotcha. Like, that transport ship so it is not normal armor it oh, is gosh. a but ship hull like the, the whole point was okay that makes more sense just because i was like if it's this strong why don't they all wear it but yeah that like, that or like why the aren't there more of them that wear it of some it, sort though. which you know if it's made from the whole of a ship yeah. oh you that's know, where it was you have limited it was mentioned stuff. in that book so it makes sense if it's like been this limited like you, not everyone has you access want more to about phasma read the book right but they but they could use but they could use a, they could have used that type of material for their normal armor though, or but more normal armor, not for everyone, right. but like for more Instead troops. Of plastics. It's, well, it's like, not like there, that. It also points to like there could be like an accessibility thing, like yeah. if there's like only like the ship and then this one yeah. set of armor. Or they're like, like this is going to all the ships that people yeah. are going to you know. blow up instead of expendable stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like like conceivably we could have seen like the Imperial Guard from snoke having better armor like, 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 like yeah and so instead of again i mean of course it's the first is a lightsaber not a plaster and they have some like, sort of weird like saber staff thingies that are also whips <laughs> that are also knives like i wasn't sure what yeah. they were they were very they were very mm-hmm. like eastern were, weapons yeah. Like, yeah i can see that they're very samurai yep sort of um, which we talked about, like potentially not actually being true, but uh, Carrie also mentions we we did touch on this that Ray parents weren't special. Mm-hmm. I do love that. I, I really hope that they keep with that. That it turns out that's actually the fact. Like, like not that they were like as bad as like Kylo wants Ray to believe they were. Yeah, but that they weren't any like mm-hmm. major part of anything. Yeah. It wasn't like, Ben Kenobi. It's yeah. Not, I don't want like her to necessarily be related kid. to anyone significant. Right. I still want an explanation, but especially because that also sets up for like, like with like the ending we have of these mm-hmm. slave children, you know, that are mm-hmm. using the force, you know, like it sets up for the potential that you don't have to be like anything special to, mm-hmm be close to the force or, or it's like, almost like the force does what it wants sensitive <laughs> in some way yeah yeah exactly which like also points to like this like back to like it's easy to do in of, star wars <laughs> you know with christianity it's 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 yeah, yeah it's for everyone you know like if you're just sensitive and accepting of it you it, you we are you essentially have the potential to mm-hmm. to utilize it or whatever versus the priesthoods or whatever like being the elitist that they used to be mm-hmm. like you that's what your goal mm-hmm. was whereas now it's like mm-hmm. you just have to accept it and yeah like within the church at least that 
yeah, yeah. like in terms of religious themes. Um, the last thing she said is, I, um, I liked so much of it. The only real issue is is that um, with trying to do so much, they didn't get um, to yeah. dig in yeah. as much as that I'd like. Sense. And I, I agree with that. It was very long. As seen by the whole, like, again, very the whole long Finn with Rose resolution. story of them, like, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like they, they dug into that, going to the casino planet. And that was seemingly to just set up yeah, these still, kids at the too end. Much. They could have pared that all and that so, stuff down. Yeah, but it is oh, what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, what does our good old buddy Jason from Rhode Island have to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he he sent quite a list. Yep. Um, and so, <laughs> okay. Um, point out like one of his lows and i completely agree because it's one of those awkward humor one-liner things that just threw yeah, me off. i hated it chrome dome oh yes being one of his lows You're correct yeah darn it finn <laughs> another one that i, I agree with is shirtless Kylo. um of girls women the gr- girls <laughs> and women um, deserve to be pandered the to. the article was saying it, it felt like it, a really bad humor, yeah, I think like a it, one-off joke kind um, of thing. Please yeah, put they, on a cloak. I think someone interviewed Rian Johnson about it. Like, why this? And I think it was a device to explain. I, what I read was it was a device to explain to the audience what Ray was seeing. Like, so that it's like she's actually mm. seeing him the way he is, like, including how he's clothed. <laughs> it's not just like a kind of weird vision thing it was kind of like she can actually see his physical self the and way also he they, is, is being... what that was used for and also like there's like this i, I like there's also i guess going off that there's like this idea that they're kind of seeing each other yeah. in these vulnerable moments like he's mm-hmm. getting his face put back together then he's and like in the middle of... changing or showering or something <laughs> like it And also, I like I do like when they're connected, like that for initial response. Yeah, she fires her blaster. Oh yeah, <laughs> <He's> like <laughs> like that that panic. And yeah, I did like that. That was a good scene. And but then... yeah, I will just say I think there there was a reasoning behind that, not just for funsies, but it was kind of like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I think if they wanted to do that, they could even like even of having him shirtless and doing the scene that. I think they could have done that differently and still kind of tried Mm -hmm. to get across the same point. Like, I think even doing it while he was getting like the work done, like with the droids to like fix his scars, if they would have had him shirtless then or back like in that type of setting Mm -hmm. and had Ray just like turn around kind of thing. Yeah. And they could have done something like that. And I think it would have like, been better yeah than how that scene was but yeah i don't know it's also a quick scene so yeah like it's not big like i don't i i think that's just one yeah. of the nitpicky things like for like yeah. you're over analyzing like literally five seconds mm-hmm. yeah maybe but i don't know uh jason does go on mention like one of his highs is mark hamill was awesome Yay, it was good to see him present throughout the entire movie actually have lines yeah Huh? He spoke. Actually have lines. Yeah. 
Well, it's great, and it, like he played a major role in like, especially the transition of like mm-hmm. ideas and progressing the thing. Like it was mm-hmm. he, his role was super important. And... Yeah. Whereas, like, I think his like role in even Force Awakens was important essentially. Like they're trying to find out where he is to yeah like reach out to him somehow yeah um, but he's important as a plot so his device, absence is as, what's super important he's a goal to be reached the force awakens yep yeah um yeah what else and cj jason says i like oscar isaac and i'm glad he's becoming the the new han solo yeah. character or type of character um yeah i I agree. I think like we talked about this earlier. I th- I think Poe is a lot more interesting in this one than he is in um, the Force yeah. Awakens, especially because you know we don't stuff. think he's dead the whole time. Yeah. So, um, he says, "Still love Daisy Ridley." My um, and he says that his youngest daughter's Aww. middle name is Ray, um, and that um, she is still his favorite. And when um, when Jason says she is still his favorite, his message is unclear if he means his youngest daughter. <laughs> don't let Ray. your other kids know any of this and so you'll have problems um so i just felt like i included that in the notes just because it was unclear and so one he means one i of think he's saying daisy is his favorite so Jason, what do you mean actually don't answer that we'll just I think we'll he's make saying daisy is his favorite yeah let's hope he doesn't pick favorites with his kids you know i think it would be wrong for us to assume <laughs> so hopefully uh, hopefully his kids grow up listen to this episode and like make assumptions like, that's awesome like, i hope that's what happens somehow i don't know why but this is like the moment everything clicks he did um it kind of starts off as a low he's like not why? a big fan of What's carrie fisher matter? but what she's much better in this you? one how can you not love <laughs> carrie fisher not only do you pick favorites out of your your children. Listen, you also Jason, we're don't gonna have care to have for talk. Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carrie, I got Carrie Fisher's autograph, and it was a magical moment. And I'm so glad I got it a few years ago. And you, you can't not love her. Last, I mean, last of his highs mentioned, he loves the emotion in the film, the story, music, etc. Still loves Force Awakens for the nostalgia and the origin story, but love this one just about as. Much, even though it was probably a better film overall. Best moments were Ben and Ray's fight against the Red Imperial yeah. Guards and Luke's hologram battle near the end. And once again, I will say, rewatch that, rewatch that it again. battle scene <laughs> and just just pay attention to some of the choreography. It gets a little sketch, but definitely that Luke's hologram battle near yeah. the end. Yeah, on point. Like I'm really excited to go back and watch that. Like like knowing that that is what it is. Cause I, I figured there was a reveal. Like I noticed so that they, really the lightsabers never actually clashed and, actually and they that. never actually like touched each other, but I didn't realize so, the footprints one, thing. Right. One. So essentially one of those battles makes the rewatchability <laughs> really like, eh. and the other makes it re- the rewatchability. Just, just, pretty good. <laughs> just hit next scene. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see his lows he goes on princess leia frozen scene though it has a nice twist um not giving finn a lot to do but he liked ray rose Um, he wanted like puppet a rose sorry he also liked ray (laughs) he does right (laughs) um as seen from previous it was Um, he he wants puppet yoda not cgi he was he was a little bit of both but i could tell the mouth movements were very puppety 
Yeah, they definitely used the original like design of Yoda, mm-hmm. like in when he was in mechanical form. Um, but th- I think they couldn't necessarily go all out that way because right, right, Yoda's yeah. force ghosting his help. Yeah, <laughs> but I could tell the movements were puppet, but yeah, it was a little bit of both. But it wasn't like full on like in um, mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones and Revenge. He didn't like Luke dying. Yeah. But still cool. Like, like I like so many of these compromises. Like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are disappointed, like, in that idea that mm-hmm. Luke's essentially done. Yeah. Like, that is a disappointment just because he's like, he's the so focal point of the, of the entire together. franchise. <laughs> <laughs> essentially, yeah. But at the same time, like, why should Luke be the focal point, like, the entire, yeah. like, focal point for the everything? Like, I. Like up until now, and I think that's also kind of the point of this movie yeah. is getting that like after mm-hmm. this entire era. Yeah, it's, an- you know, yeah, it's originals Anakin was Luke, now, prequels was Anakin, and now it's Ray. Like he's been the point. Well, even like yeah. the whole point of establishing the fre- prequels were to set up Darth Vader and his origin yeah. story in relation to Luke, like, right. which is why the ideal way to watch it is four, five, two, three, six. <laughs> And so, because then you get two and three as a prequel, and you know, also you can watch the fan cuts where all the Jar Jar scenes are cut out. That's what, you just skip one. If you just skip Phantom Menace, there you are no Jar Jar. You just watch the pod racing scenes. Oh yeah, he's he is technically in there, but he's not a problem in the other two movies. Except you know when right. he you like, helps the Emperor rise to power and leads to <laughs> he's you know, this giant war. But yeah, you don't need his backstory. He's just an awful person. He's actually he been working Snoke? for Snoke the entire time as Snoke tries to climb the ladder. <laughs> he had a lot of plastic that surgery. Quite, I would be that's so a happy. lot of plastic surgery. <laughs> I would be so <laughs> he happy. He finally killed. Where did he that learn to speak my, so well? <laughs> that, w- that would make me so happy if that was uh, actually Jar Jar. <laughs> he did not care for the dark side sea, sea hole. thing. They have I mean, those are interesting things. And, I mean, like I think, because I don't think necessarily the point of the sea hole thing was that it's part of the dark side. It was the like, the way you completely. get to the mirror thing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't think the mirror thing is oh. a real physical thing. I think it's just what Ray saw. Yeah, I think as a kind His kind vision, of like in the Empire yeah, Strikes right. Back. I mean, Luke clearly doesn't fight Vader. It's a vision. And so okay. I, I think it's that same type of thing. But Casino Planet Rescue plot felt like they were just giving yeah. Finn something to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, I, I mean, the fact that they had like Finn just had to have something to do. I don't think that's necessarily the case because I think it solidified Poe's mm-hmm. like resilience against Holda or kind of um, gave, yeah, it gave <laughs> him something to. And right so i like that's the thing like finn is yeah. very much a supporting character for poe he's a, yeah they're they're yeah. literally just used as devices for like different really things throughout the movie poe's development yeah exactly and so I, I i because i don't well i think the extent of the casino planet was definitely yeah just trying to get finn they, more screen time yeah. for sure like they could have they could have solidified like this plan some like some other way without them having to go to yeah. this casino planet to yeah. make it a thing. Like also, why don't they have yeah. any hackers in their resistance? Like, I mean, I 
Like, I, like can't R two do everything? Yeah, I just, I just oh, don't. Oh, he's get. with Ray. I, mean, I get why you might not have somebody. Yeah, yeah. or BB eight. Like BB eight apparently can drive a lot an ATST and stuff like so that. Like, can't he just take it? Like, just stick a dro- plug yeah. a droid in, and they'll fix it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will point out like the X-wing, like scene, like the first one with the bomber, and they show like I like mm-hmm. how they stayed true to like mm-hmm. X-wing type tech. Yes, like it's very eighties. Yeah, like and with the fuse panel, like the resistor panel. Still waiting on my pilot mm-hmm. costume. That was hashtag sorry, pilot base in terms of nostalgia <laughs> yeah. and everything. I also one of the little things that I really liked in this is that we got to see. um Pose ship going from like attack to just like normal mm-hmm. flight. Like we saw the X wings close and reopen, kind of as he. And I think that was kind of meant yeah, to illustrate his legit. skill as a pilot. That like there are times where he is giving up being able to fire well so that he can maneuver better, and that's not something that it's we've like seen. Like a race car driver. I think I don't think I don't think that's something that we've seen X wing pilots do before. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool back touch. And forth too. It's yeah. like drifting with, I, I, yeah, a, with the was, X-Wing. Actually, yeah. Completely agree. Yeah. Especially exactly. that last turn, like, yeah. after he gets his firing system back on. With the... um, yeah. Um, he does point out, like, this awkward, like, and we haven't mentioned this, really, this awkward thing happening with Ben and Ray. Oh, yeah. this And he goes, At not times. sure if the Ben Ray kind of attraction thing is going to be an ongoing plot line. Um, so I'm not sure how I feel about that. I also don't know how I feel like at the end with Poe talking to Ray. I know. Yeah. Like, like that seems really blatant. Like, I don't want Ben or Ray possible, ending like, up with anybody in this, in this movie. In love interest. You stay away from relationships. I don't. I, exactly. I will write if Ray and Poe in episode nine together. See, okay, I wouldn't like I don't want them to be the, like Kyle like Ben or Ray to be together. I also don't want Poe or Ray and Ray to be together. Like if Ray gets a chance to settle down, it has to be yeah, with like this just is the nobody. same thing with Harry Potter ships. Like Harry and Hermione can't be to together. <laughs> it's not gonna work. One is gonna one can't yes. they're they're two equals. They need they need someone who's a little ignorable. But I am very pro <laughs> I am happy yes, with perfect. what she did with Harry and Ginny. Like, but yeah, okay, sorry. Making wrong, making wrong, parallels wrong to fandom. this thing. <laughs> Stay on target. Stay on target. Stay on target. Thank you for reminding me. Stay on target. Um, but that kind of idea, like, I don't want. Well, technically, two main like, characters who are like in opposite, like that's that doesn't that has disaster written all over all over it. Yeah, it's just it, it also like. Like, we why did enough of that in so many together? other things. Like, like I, I why can't why why does it take a character being right. in a relationship for them to be like enticing or it's like, just related? overdone. Like that exactly. doesn't make sense to me. Like we need more strong single characters, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, like just leave all well enough yeah. alone. They don't got time to think about relationships. They're at war. Go read Lost Stars for that. <laughs> you got things to do. Saving the galaxy. Go go read side stories. Go watch risk. Um, the originals. Don't watch the prequels because that's not a real relationship. That's an abusive situation. We can talk about that in private if you want to talk about Padme and Anakin's co- relationship. Sand gets everywhere. <laughs> I hate sand. It it, it like it. <laughs> yeah that that relationship got super. Like even without reading the side stories, even just in like the prequels, like. Yeah. 
like that and that was kind it was of a messed point. up relationship and it, yeah. it screwed exactly. everything up <laughs> and it, i mean and it go, it goes back to to what we've said at the very beginning of that like like anakin is is so far gone on the i'm not supposed to do I this there's want. kind of no rules now like mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah yeah that's a whole other so, discussion though <laughs> man um he did want Ray to be special. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I disagree with that. Like we, as we've mentioned before, um, yeah. I just want I, an I think explanation. You can be special without being a Skywalker really? or and, uh, Kenobi. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I, I like I'd be okay with them revealing, but I just don't want them. Like, yeah. I don't want like some crazy pedigree somehow. Yeah, I would like to see Ray meet her family in a way that's hopefully not overly forced. Like if her parents are still alive, like almost um, a like oh, I don't know, but like see some way of going back and getting the like like a, that like that's like her resolve to go forward. Ooh, she goes and meets ooh, her parents, or and it's, it's they the, find. I don't want to be like them. Because then, because kind of the point of this movie is her moving past wanting to do that, wanting to find them and needing them. Hmm. So if it's a thing, it's like they've, yeah. I mm-hmm. feel like she can't go after them at this point. Like it'd be something where they just appear, they find her somehow or hear about her or something. But yeah. And final low from Jason from Rhode yes. Island. Yes. Which yes. they had cut the nasty milking scene. <laughs> yep. It, okay, yeah. yeah. It's just too much. A little too much gross. But green milk is now yeah, a thing, just, and they actually served green milkshakes at the at the draft house. They were like mint flavored. I stuck with the classic blue milk, which is like blue coconut vanilla. It's delicious. Just saying, I'm I'm a blue milk purist. That none of that nasty green milk. Just saying. Nope. Just it saying. Like <laughs> yes. You're an elitist. Original trilogy elitist. Yep. <laughs> Except for the Porgs. I want one. <laughs> yep. They're so cute. They little eyes and the little wings. <laughs> okay, this is Star Wars related. Also, one of my favorite scenes is when Barney's dating the British girl. And she doesn't... Nora? Yeah. And... There's like the like he's he has like this huge Ewok theory, like with the Ewoks and and Teddy. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Will you say that again? Wonderful. <laughs> Have I gotten there yet? So the the theory is that like you she he I judges so. people's age oh. based on whether based. or not they like Ewoks. Yeah, because the point is that if you were over a certain age when you saw um, Return of the Jedi, you think Ewoks are dumb, but if you are under a certain age when you saw Return of the Jedi. You think Ewoks are cute. They remind you of your teddy bears. Yes. Seven or eight. I can't remember exactly. Like that's his. So that's how he judged. It's and it's. (laughs) It's a good theory. Doesn't really work for us because we're not. VHS (laughs) re-releases as kids anymore because we would all be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, that is. Our spoiler cast. We covered and we've a lot of it. <laughs> yep, we covered our highs. We've covered the lows, <laughs> and how much? And a little bit of Harry Potter. <laughs> and suddenly, <laughs> and suddenly, Harry Potter. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> and when, so, 
um i guess we'll close like we normally do if you guys want you guys can check out uh our facebook you can find us on facebook twitter playstation community anchor. and anchor anchor um at one geek 411 uh or you could also email us at one st geek 411 at com. um or check out our in our personal profiles i'm not so foreign <laughs> i, I want to go those. second every time so you're again cameron <laughs> and if you guys have enjoyed this you be sure to let name. us know and rate us on iTunes or wherever you yes, listen to us. Talk to us. We'll yes. we'll discuss share with things friends. with you. Share. <laughs> you know, Star Wars stuff, Harry Potter stuff, whatever you want. Yeah. If if you have spoilery stuff for The Last Jedi that you want to talk about, um, reach out to us and we probably won't be able to respond mm-hmm. in like a normal but podcast. If you want to talk to us on a personal level. Of spoilers, but We'd yeah. love to do reply not post and talk it to you about it. Yeah. On the yes. page, so, though. Send a phenomenal. private message so we don't make people mad about Because we'll have to hide it. Private messages, please, if it's spoilery. <laughs> yep. It's true. And, but we could cover it in a few weeks because Your if you haven't fault. watched it by then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Once it's out of theaters, if you haven't watched it, shame. Well, I, would, shame. I would say. After it's been out on like home release, for okay, month. okay, we'll get that. that that's we'll the... do that. Okay, we'll keep the list. <laughs> but thank you for tuning in, Geeky Faithful. Till next time. I love you. Cool. <laughs>